power. Very good. All right, are you ready? I am ready. Namaskar, Didi. Namaskar. So tell me what year and where did you get initiated? I was initiated in 1988 in Copenhagen, Denmark. And the reason why I got initiated wasn't because of some long long search for God or it just seemed like a good idea at the time? It seemed like a very good idea at the time. I was doing the um, the course, the diploma course at the International School of Comedy, which is founded and, and uh, run by the, this brother Vishwasanti. Right. And, uh, we had very, yes, so we had very intense modules of study and we performed in the end. So there's an adrenaline uh, spike. And then after that, it would be like the, the first premiere is over. So what, what's next? So I understood that they, I have to find some, some kind of balance. And then uh, we were a bunch of friends. We learned meditation same time. Uh, we started doing yoga. So I immediately uh, felt this uh, more mental balance and connection to something greater, the internal peace. I didn't know anything or much, almost nothing about a philosophy. Um, just that inter experience, personal experience of internal peace and mental balance. So, so that was nice. Yeah. What was the actual initiation like? Did you get a, a spiritual experience or did that come gradually? I forgot to press the record button. I'm sorry. Now I'm doing it. Oh, that's um, okay. Just press it now. Um, can you repeat the question? Uh, what was the experience of initiation like? Was it, Did you get a nice spiritual experience or did that come gradually later? There was, a, there was, an, there was actually a huge experience, but it, if I may tell it quickly. Uh, um, so Didi, we sat together, we sat down and Didi explained me and it was just a Nama Mantra actually. What was the lady's um, name? Didi, uh, she was Didi Kalyani, and now she is uh, she is Didi Ananda Krishna Priya. Mm -hmm. In uh, she's in North America at the moment, I think. Um, so she explained the the process, and she gave me the mantra, and so so I closed my eyes, and and um, and then I repeated the mantra maybe two three times. And every time, mentally, and when every time I remembered it mentally, I felt this huge energy. I don't know how to call, but it was like touching something much greater, just like touching it. And then I thought, oh, um, better not to do it more <laughs> because it's so big. <laughs> so then, then did he ask me to open my eyes? And then she asked, so how was it? And how many times did you repeat the mantra? And I said, three times and she was like oh god <laughs> she was like oh these people you know these artists or whatever <laughs> she was thinking you know but, but I did I couldn't explain and I think it's all these processes of meditation that that you can experience there are no words to describe it very often but it gives you an in indication that this is it's a science of something much much greater Yes. 
And how and your decision to become a deity that did that come before you uh, met Baba or after you met Baba? Um. I had the I had the feeling of it. I was r really interested. At that time in Berlin sector in Europe, there were many uh, American didis, quite a few of them, uh, English who spoke English as their native language, and they were very confident they would give this, you know, talks to hundreds of people, etc. And I felt very insecure and 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 introvert, so I was like hesitating that that. So it means to become a Didi means that you can really address crowds and be confident and so on. But then when I when I went to India and I saw Baba, then I understood that everybody has something to contribute. It, we we don't have to be all made out of same mold. Like um, everybody has unique qualities to contribute to the service of the world. So yeah, so that gave me more more encouragement. And so tell me the experience when you met Baba for the first time. Well, um, I arrived to Anandanagar um, just like a Christmas Eve, uh, 1988 in December. And, um, and uh, the other LFTs from Europe, they had arrived already. So me and another sister, we had traveled together and and they told us like Baba is going to do a garden walk, so quickly go get you know ready. And so you can see Baba first thing in the morning around ten a.m. And so ten eleven ish or something. And so we did that. We got ready, and then we walked to to um, Baba's house in Anandanagar. And that time the wall um, that's along the road, if you know the the rose garden, the wall was very low. And uh, nowadays it's much higher, but anyway, so, and then we, we stood there at the gate and then we saw Baba entering the rose garden and just walking along the, the, the lines of roses and he didn't look at us. And then I understood that, of course, afterwards I understood that that was Baba's private walk in his private garden, but in the same way, in the same time, he as a guru was giving us a glimpse of his physical physical um, body and uh, his physical presence. And that's one way that um, gurus teach is they, they, they teach with their physical presence. Um, so when I saw him then walking there very gently along the roses, I felt uh, some strange, um, uh, my mind shifted and I felt that I was maybe like a six or seven year old and that, um, that I had come there. Oh, oh yeah, now I get emotional. It's hard to talk about Baba without getting emotional. So, uh, so I felt like I had traveled through time. I had traveled two centuries and now I'm, I w I'm finally there. Um, it's a very, and then I, I, then I came back to a normal awareness and I was thinking, where did, where did that thought come from? I had never seen him you know, before in this lifetime. So, and then I observed how very gently, gently um, he moved, very gracious, gracefully, gracefully moved um, in his uh, garden. So that's what I saw first time. And it sounds like it had a lasting effect on you. And were there any other um, moments you want to share with us when you were with Baba? 
I had a I had a PC, the private, uh, the personal contact. Yeah. Would you like to hear that one? That one. <laughs> okay. Um, so we were nine sisters, and we we all had gone through the preparation phase, which is classes and uh, of the philosophy and the conduct conduct rules, etc. Um, and the and the role about LFT. And uh, we were told that if Baba asks you a question, how many languages do you speak? You have to always add um, Bengali and Sanskrit. And and we were like, wow, you know, but we don't speak these languages. We just had a very quick crash course on each. And um, and then we were told that no, Bengali is because we are in Calcutta, and that is the native language, the local language here. So LFTs, wherever they are in the world, they should learn the local language. And Sanskrit, we have to learn that because it is the spiritual language of Ananda Marga. So, okay, so we, I tried to uh, digest this, this, these directives because it was against my feeling of what is right. I was going to lie. I was going to tell a lie to Baba. So that was one clash. The other clash we had prior to the PC was that they were brothers and they, they were also in the process, LFT brothers, and they were also in the process of um, having PC with Baba. And they told us that uh, they have PC with Baba alone. There are no other brothers. And so they have all the attention of Baba. And then Baba even touches them and, and blesses them and hugs them. And, and so whereas sisters, he would not touch sisters. And, uh, and then that we would be in a group. We won't have individual attention. So that was also, and, and the brothers were saying, isn't that injustice? And some sisters agreed. But I had this feeling that, of course, it doesn't sound nice. I mean, it's like we are, we are um, you know, left out of so much things. But then I thought, okay, there must be a reason. And of course, later I understood that Baba was number one. He would, um, he would talk, talk about it. And in his behavior, he showed that there's a dignity of women and we are to maintain the dignity of women. Um, and then that, um, and then that, that physical touch, it might be necessary for brothers because the nervous systems usually in female and male bodies are different. So, and for sisters, something else, uh, is, is, uh, is, uh, enough. So anyway, so that what I experienced at the end of the, uh, um, uh, PC. So. Fast forward, we are entering Baba's room and Didi somehow, she put me first. So I was the first one of this uh, line uh, of queue of nine sisters. And when we were in front of Baba's door, I thought we're going to enter like a th throne room, you know, marble and everything. And there would be this beautiful, beautiful guru. But when the door opened, it was a very normal room. And uh, and Baba was sitting on on in in India you call it a cot which means uh, like a structure a hard uh, surface bed and very simple very simple setting hardly any other furniture was there and then there's a carpet so we all sat down we filed down and we sat down on this carpet in in couple rows then Didi was there with us and next to Baba was uh, Baba's personal assistant Keshavananda Dada and he had a paper he had a piece of paper in his hat and so he said. Uh, Baba, these nine sisters have come today for LFTPC. And the first one is, and then Dada mentioned my name, my LFT name. 
was Tapashi that time. So he said, and the first one is Tapashi. And what Baba did, he he leaned uh, forward and he looked around and said, Tapashi, like he was really excited and happy and like he had been waiting for me to be there. And I'm looking at him thinking, but how come he's so happy and like he's waiting for me to be here? How come that's that's not possible? All these, you know, you know, questions in my mind. So I stood up and I didn't even do namaskar because I was just thinking, how come he was so happy and etc. So I stood up there from <laughs> Baba. At that time, I only had two lessons of Ananda Marga Sadhana. So I was really a country pumpkin in, in a in a spiritual sense. And then, <laughs> so then Baba smiled, really beautiful smile, and he said, um, how old are you? And I had this huge thought in my mind that I'm so old. I was 27, 26, 27 years old that time. And in the group of nine sisters, there were some 19, 18-year-olds. And, and then there were a couple, that, if, a couple of sisters that were like, one sister that was like more than 40 years old. So I wasn't actually oldest in a group, but I, when I interacted with the younger sisters, I, I thought, wow, oh, it would be so nice if I was here when I was 18, would have been nice. So when Bauer asked this, asked this question, I really felt old. I, I really felt old. And so, so I told Baba, I'm 27. And he, he smiled a huge, huge smile and said, you are such a little, 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 little girl. And when he said that, I felt that as if he removed that, that, that idea, that thought that I had that I was so old. I really felt like, okay, like a fresh start or something, something moved there. So then he asked, and how many languages do you know? So, ah, then I thought, here it is. I'm going to lie. I'm going to tell this huge lie to Baba. I'm going to... And all these languages I know, and then I have to add this Bengali and Sanskrit, and it's going to be a lie. So actually, I don't know anything. I don't even know this, you know, English and Swedish. I don't know them. But anyway, so I told him, I told him uh, four languages, and and uh, and he he smiled again, huge smile, and he said, "Oh, you are such a little, 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 little girl, and you know so much." And again, I felt that he removed this confusion I had in my mind, um, you know. And then, then I realized that, oh boy, you know, now I can talk to Bawa in my mind and whatever I have a thought, whatever I think, he knows it. And so we can have this dialogue in, in my mind. So I was like, wow, this is amazing. So then he became a little bit, um, little bit serious, but still, you know, cordial. And he asked are you ready to render maximum service for suffering humanity and work as an LFT? So I was so happy that I can talk to Baba in my mind. So I started chattering and I told to Baba in my mind that, you know what, I don't want to be LFT because LFTs, they just wash floors and they do all these, you know, <laughs> not so important tasks. But I want to be a Didi. I want to be a big Didi and I want to do something important. So I was not answering him. There was a silence in the room. And so Baba repeated the same question and his voice was much more serious. And, and I really felt like it was uh, like a mountain talking. It was really, really deep. Not a deep voice, but there was this resonance, this uh, seriousness. And, and I was still 
kind of saying, no, but you know what, I really, I don't want to be a lefty, you know. And, and, and so then I realized that there was a silence in the room. And I saw that Akesha Ananda's hands were shaking. He was holding the paper in his hands. And, and there was a pin drop silence in the room. I was ex- then I realized that I was expected to say something verbally, not just talk in my mind. And then I realized that if, if, ba- if I don't say something, then Baba would be so displeased that he would ask everybody to leave. And that would be a that would be a catastrophe because then the, all the eight sisters would lose their chance and they would have to wait another four weeks or whatever. So I realized that there is an urgency. I have to say something. I have to do something. I have to say something. My mind went completely blank. And then somewhere back of my mind, I understood that I have to just say yes. The guru is asking you. And so you just have to say yes. So I said, with a small voice, I said, yes. And then Dada Keshavananda he said, Baba, she said yes. And then Baba, Baba, uh, Baba he, um, he kind of melted a little bit. And then he kind of indicated that I could sit down. So I sat down. And then, and then all the other sisters then continued their dialogue with, uh, with Baba. And so afterwards, many years afterwards, slowly, slowly, every, every year when I would think, every time when I would think about it on the following years, I would understand more and more about it. And so one way to understand could be that um, that Ba was kind of asking Guru Dakina. So like, you know, whatever I ask you to do, would you do that? And then, and of course, um, it was a LFTPC. So he had to follow the protocol or, or, the, or the system. Baba would always set, set, uh, follow the system and, and procedures in that way. Uh, internally, it would be it was something something much else, something much greater. And externally, it was this that we were there for LFTPC. And then I went on and I traveled back to Europe, and I was LFT, and I hardly ever washed floors. I, I did, you know, many other things. <laughs> what when um, you're when you're having PC and watching Baba interacting with the other sisters, what was that like? Did you? What was it like watching him? It was really nice. Um, uh, there were moments when my mind would, you know, kind of come back to a normal dimension. And I was, I was wondering, I traveled half across the world to come here in this tiny room with all these people and with, with him. And he looks so ordinary. He looked so ordinary. So like a gentleman there having a, you know, cordial, polite conversation. And the next moment my mind would, uh, I don't know what, you know, my mind would surge and I would understand that this is the, the, the heart of the universe. Mm. So, and then there were, yeah, sorry, yeah. Uh, carry on. So then there were moments when he, he, he was talking with the other sisters and, and his profile uh, was like this. And I, for a fraction of a second, I thought, oh, you know, I'm just seeing Baba's profile. I would like to see his eyes again, because they're beautiful eyes, no? And so in right fraction of a second, he turned and he looked at me, both his eyes, and like, so you wanted to see me. So, hmm. so that was beautiful. 
And what was it uh, when you got Abaduk Diksha? Was that with Baba or after? That was after. That was 1995, 1994, 1994, yeah. yeah. So, what are you doing now, Didi? What am I doing now? Yeah. We're going to run out of time in about five minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sure, sure. I am posted at the moment to Lebanon, and um, I just finished six weeks there, and I came back to Athens, and I'm doing some work here as well. Um, so it's very interesting to be back in the Cairo sector and Middle East is a, is a beautiful place. The culture is typical Mediterranean culture in a way that is very hospitable. People are easygoing, ready to share and welcome and, and ready to learn uh, new ideas. So, so um, yeah. And what about you Lebanon? Can... Lebanon, what about Lebanon? What At the like? moment. Oh, yeah. Uh, at the moment, it's a country that is going through a huge economical um, crisis, actually. The the local currency, when I arrived there six weeks ago, it was like 76,000 local uh, lira against one US dollar. And when I left the country after just last week, it was 123,000 local currency against one US dollar. So there's this huge inflation happening and and then the government is kind of uh stagnated or or frozen in a in a political battle and so uh, at the same time what people tell me that politicians are just funneling all the money into their own private um into their pockets into their private projects and and private lives and uh and so there's this huge worry people have lots of worry about what will happen in the future, so yeah, yeah. Okay. And the electricity. Can I add one quick yeah. thing? When you when you are at home and when it's dark, nighttime comes and you just press the use the switch, you have electricity. And and uh, I there for six weeks, you know, when you press the button, there's no electricity, and so it was really um, really poor supply, like three hours maximum every day from the government. Um, so people were resorting to, uh, of course, uh, generators, which is not environmentally friendly at all, or solar panels, if you're lucky you had them before, because now they're expensive. Anyway, so it was good to be an environment where really makes us think that that if you have a good living standard, it's 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 you won a lottery, really. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. All right, Edie, well, thank you very much for sharing that with us. Thank you. Thank any, you. Oh, okay. yeah, so, yeah. I was just going to say if there's any other final parting words or you want um, to say. Yeah, sure. Like, I, like, you know, these spiritual experiences are something, they are rare. You don't, you know, when you open the TV, you don't hear these stories. So they're very rare. And But they are, they are real and they are present. And so, like Baba, Baba said that we have our existence is physical, mental, emotional, social, etc., and spiritual. So we need a balance with all these our aspects of lives. So go ahead and explore your spiritual dimension. The good guide. Look for a good guide. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Namaskar.
Namaskar. That was good. <laughs>